Welcome to another episode of Roaming Roots. Today, I'm joined by Andreas Koch, a man with so much experience and knowledge about the sustainable tourism industry. I could have been talking to him for hours and hours. Andreas has been working in this space for 25 years, so he has been through some really interesting changes when it comes to how we travel. We'll be talking about how he has seen sustainable tourism evolve both before and after COVID-19, about what hotels, destinations and travelers can do to make travel a force for good. And also something which I find really interesting, how to incorporate the inner development goals into the mix. If you haven't heard about the inner development goals before, you will today. So just stay tuned. But before we get started, don't forget to catch today's travel toolkit, which is a fantastic resource if you want to plan a flight-free or flight-light journey. You will find that about halfway through the episode. And to dive even deeper into this and many other resources perfect for happy roamers like us, check out my steadily growing library. You can find that at bycos.co slash resources so that is bycos with b-y-c-a-u-s-e oh why did i choose a name i have to spell (laughs) i don't know but now just sit back relax and let's dive into the world of sustainable travel with andreas Koch. Welcome so much to Roaming Roots, Andreas. I'm so, so happy that you could be here today. Big pleasure to be with you. And I have to pronounce your name correctly, Wesley Mo, but uh, I have to learn that. Thanks so much for being with you. Yeah, it's not that easy for foreigners to say my name, so that's okay. No problem. <laughs> uh, but first of all, I have realized uh, what a great guest and big resource I have with me today just by doing the research on you like reading your LinkedIn posts and everything that you've been working on for 25 years in the sustainable tourist industry I just by doing that I learned so much so even before we start thank you <laughs> well that's a big pleasure it's seldom that someone reads all the things uh, you're writing thanks yeah, so much for it, diving into it yeah you have so much great stuff out there so first of all why don't you introduce yourself and the work that you are doing within sustainable tourism and travel fantastic that will be normally half a day or a day that i introduce that uh, because it's a long story on <laughs> mm. that but basically i i am a biologist by myself and uh, then i went uh, to the northern countries um, to sweden and studied environmental management and policy and based on that i realized um, that i wish to work in the tourism industry because it's such a connecting uh, world And if we think about the future of the world, I mean, I realize that tourism can be a very good multiplicator of a lifestyle of of values that I'm believing in. So I had then my um, 13 years in a big uh, corporation, TUI, um, one of the biggest in in Europe, I guess, Mm. in the world, became the sustainability manager there. And I I learned a lot of things, how how tourism is uh, working and and what we can do in tourism. And um, 
based on that, I basically did two things. I founded uh, or I co-founded an NGO, which is now the biggest um, sustainable tourism uh, NGO in Germany, Austria, and Switzerland here. And we are financing projects all over the world. I did this for five, six, six years, basically, on my free time because I believed in the power of networking because when I went in, in the destinations, I always realized that's where we come together and we need to join forces. At the same time, I met people that try everything to, to, to make this world a better place and they have seldom money. So my idea was that and Joe was also to, to push money to those people. And then I also founded my own business uh, on consulting. I don't like the word consulting, but mm. supporting um, tourism actors, destination hotels, tour operators all over the world to become sustainable. This is my job right now. I'm doing it for 12 years now, and um, I love that very much. And I realized why I'm in sustainable tourism, because I'm a believer that an optimist, despite all the challenging times we have i'm an optimist that we can create a better world and i realize that tourism can be a very good means a very good multiplicator for that world and i'm sure we will dive into that yes we will and uh, so from first of all where are you based i'm based in germany in mainz yeah. in middle in middle of germany right now right so the work that you do is is that through that is through your company Tourism and Blue Contact, or as you said before we started recording, you don't really separate them. Could you just share a bit, a little bit about what's the difference mm. between the two of them? And mm. uh, yeah, sure. I mean, Blue Contact is a company I, I've I founded with uh, um, um, with other people uh, in 2010, and this is a company where we focused first on energy. So we wanted to support people and hotels and, and, and destinations on saving energy. So that was the main focus of uh, of uh, Blue Contact. Mm -hmm. um, that's also the contact uh, with yeah. technology. Yeah, uh, that's that's the logic behind that. Um, and together with other people, engineers, we have done now 500 energy audits with hotels uh, in Europe, in Germany, um, also in Mauritius, and we. We, we believe that this is a very good entry into the sustainability discussion because it, it immediately gives you advantages. You save energy and you save costs and then you talk about other things because if you dive into energy management, of course, your energy in a hotel, like the, the energy used for cooking or the energy used for heating up the water is important. But if you look from above, um, it doesn't really matter because the, the biggest energy you use is the energy that your suppliers use to support you. Yeah. So then we dived into, into supply chain management. We dived into what is the impact of employees for saving energy. And from that, um, the whole um, buffet um, um, was arranged of supporting um, destinations, tour operators and hotels in other means than just energy. And tourism is like is something that came to me in in, co in the Corona times because I realized that that the tourism industry was hit very hard by mm. Corona, and I really asked myself why, because other industries were not hit so hard by Corona, but logically, um, tourism is a face to face business, and it's very very widespread. It's very multinational, so 
you have a lot of linkages um, where the virus can spread. But this picture for me was so speaking to me, the virus can spread. So what if we use it in the other way? What if tourism can spread the virus of sustainability, the virus of a new world? And that, that I was looking for a name uh, for that. And then the name came to me like tourism, like the combination of rhythm and, 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 and um, yeah, and tourism. Yeah. So combining those two, and that was tourism. And basically it is to focus on the human part of tourism, which is um, the employees, the suppliers, and the guests. Mm. This uh, is a core of tourism. So Blue Contact evolved into tourism, mm. and I'm not separating anymore. Right now it's a brand of, of Blue Contact. So to really tell people we are believing in the force of tourism, in, in the force of for good. Yes. I read on on, uh, on your web website or tourism's uh, website that you mm. write, uh, and this is then related to, to COVID. Uh, we went from over tourism to no mm -hmm. tourism. And Correct. tourism is clearly out of balance and needs a new rhythm to safeguard the very basis of tourism and become a blueprint for a better world. We consciously call this new rhythm tourism. So mm -hmm. that explains it. That's really mm -hmm. good. Uh, mm -hmm. So you call you also call tourism a unique worldwide activity which has the potential to create more connectedness, peace, and openness. But mm. as you say, it can also work the opposite way, like work against those values. So how how do you through through tourism? And maybe you could just mention. Uh, your some examples of your work through that how how do you work to to let tourism be a force for good mm. i have to think what is a, what are good examples um i'm just coming from a from a from a from a meeting yesterday where i was able to uh, support and accompany uh, four hotels here in germany for one year and i tried to create this rhythm uh, with, together with them and so what we then did is we, we for example, had um, meetings, workshops with a whole management team to create a vision how they can support this, this rhythm, how they can support a better world. And I realized that whenever I'm doing that, to give space to that, to that connectedness, to that openness to, um, to do that, I really um, see that people are connecting to it. Okay, so this is what happens. So, for example, there was one one lady. Um, I, I did a three months coaching with her on on all the aspects of sustainability, and then I asked her if she can do the training with her team, and um, she said, "No, I, I can't." I, and I said, "Come on, let's 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 do the concept," and they do it, and then she did it, and I realized once she did it, she she was putting herself on that stage and she felt so confident and she was reaching out to all the employees in her in her hotel and it was quite a big hotel and then it started to ripple off and that's that's where this rhythm starts and this is mm -hmm. what i'm trying to create and i met her yesterday again and how proud she is um, that she started that herself and um i this is this is rhythm another rhythm for me is i was able to 
to work together with a fantastic team on, on the island of Crete. Crete is uh, mm -hmm. a Greek island. And um, the, my, my partners there, Maria Valerga, Sotiris, and Kostaros uh, from the local food experts, we created a, um, a rhythm for the island to become a sustainable food destinations destination. How did we do that? We, um, we, we invited farmers food producers and hotels to join forces to create it we gave them the stage again to say how could you join forces to become a sustainable food destination so the farmers um, were trained by 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 uh, sotiris and costas to become um, um yeah biological regenerative farmers and we maria and me were working with the hotels to connect the farmers and the hotels how do we do that with tastings of the product so mm. we invited the farmers and the producers to be in the hotel and it took us one one and a half years and then i realized it became a rhythm it became something yeah. that ripples off it yes. became something that is good for the hotels because they have a new authentic experience it's good for the farmers because it's more healthy it's good products they could sell it to the hotels and it's good for the destinations be because it's it helps them to safeguard the, 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 their destination. And, and so if you find that um, effects, then you're creating a rhythm. And um, if you then can inspire also the, um, the guests of that hotels on the island to adopt such a lifestyle, for example, we had one hotel that created a, a garden next to them with local biological food. And then they offered... Um, soul food events where the chef of that hotel went into that garden and is cooking with a hotel uh, with a hotel guest the hotel yeah. uh, faea malia park for example on the island which was part of that project so this is the thing i mean when i'm talking about rhythm that's it's if you're in that I, I could give you other examples on mauritius where we did the same in a way where we worked with small enterprises and supported them to join forces with uh, with mm. producers and and Whenever you see that happening, you see that you, you, you started to inspire a network that is self-replicatory. Yes. It, 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 it becomes a dynamic. And that's, that's how I feel when I talk about tourism. Fantastic. Uh, so I, I, maybe I suspect what you're going to answer to this, but... Uh, mm -hmm based on what you said said now and also what I've seen you you um, post um, mm -hmm. where do you see the change coming like is it the tourists that demands more sustainable solutions or is it the destinations the hotels etc that that starts to change maybe due to re regulations but also maybe due to this rhythm that you can create i see the push and and the the impact coming from different um areas right now 20 years ago is what was not like that i have to say but mm -hmm. right now the push comes from different angles one is as you're saying the legislators the the legislation around us for example the eu we have a new legislation about the reporting mechanism mm -hmm. how how companies have to report and 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 that is a push into the market um, of changing because if you have to report differently on sustainability 
and, and financial indicators, which is happening in the near future, 2024, 2025, 2026, mm -hmm. okay? Um, then it has an impact on your management model, on your strategy. It comes from the back door, but it influences your management model. So that's one side of that. The other is um, you have changing guest expectations. The value of sustainability is becoming a core part of society. So you see more and more people asking for it. Mm -hmm. Still, it's not the majority. Yeah? No. We are still talking about 5, 10 15, 20 percent are huh, growing, but it's not the majority. But the third aspect I'm seeing is coming from the new generations. Mm. It's not on the guest side. When I do the trainings, I often ask the people, especially the young people, why do you work for this destination? Why do you work for this hotel? And the, the, the answer that is often given to me is the answer, well, this destination, this hotel was the most sustainable in that area. So I wanted to see my values. I wanted to yeah. have a purpose in my work. So some people think that it's about the guests that are getting younger and have that expectation. No, often it's the employees mm -hmm. that because we have this demand for employees in, in the tourism world that in corona times um, the tourism world realized or they many employees realize that it's hard work in tourism long time working weekends working mm. so they look for other opportunities because as you know tourism was on hold for one and a half two years huh? mm. so they look for other uh, places and now it's not easy for tourism to attract uh, new people and especially mm. the younger ones do actually look for those so we have this different angles um uh, that are happening and if you then stimulate this different players to act together for example the local suppliers that are looking for new source markets because another trend was that many people realized that the global um, value chain the globalization is also very sensitive in, in, in times of Corona. Uh, and mm. so they try to become more local. And if they look then for local suppliers, the local suppliers were also looking for good bonds to local people. So you, you see there is a whole shift, a whole transformation in the, in the market that um, helps us all um, to move in the right direction. But I have to agree with you. I see tourism doing also harm. Huh? Um, there are a lot of things happening on the other side. So I, I have to be honest on that. I, I'm talking about the good side. Yeah. But I'm long enough in the market to, to see the bad side of, of tourism as well. In today's travel toolkit, I bring you a resource I have been really looking forward to sharing with you. This is a company which is quite young, I believe, founded during the COVID-19 lockdown, but wow, they look great already. The name is Byway, and they're a travel company which creates travel and accommodation packages away from the normal tourist traps using trains, bikes, buses and ferries. You can go into their website, pick a destination, browse the ready-made trips built by flight-free travel experts, or you can build a custom-made trip by answering questions about what you're looking for, what kind of interests you have, 
if you're traveling by yourself, as a family or a couple, etc. What you get out in the other end is a completely planned trip with hotels, transportation, prices and everything else. You can adjust it to your liking and when you're happy with what you have, you just book. I haven't tried it myself yet, but it's really tempting and it looks like they have a great customer support team to help you both before and during your trip. This seems like a perfect resource to help reduce flying and skip all the hassle often involved with finding alternative transportation. I can't wait to test it and you will find the link in the show notes if you want to try it yourself. Now back to the episode. Yeah, and that that's uh, my next question actually, because you with your really long track record within this space, who better to ask about what has really changed during the last year. So then I would really like to separate between like the, the years leading up to COVID. So maybe the last 10 years or 10 years before COVID and then COVID and post-COVID. What changes have you seen? Mm. Well, to be honest with you, the years before COVID uh, were um um yeah well very successful successful huh? mm-hmm. uh, successful years in 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 brackets i have to say yeah. uh, like really because it was like a growing market the last 10 years before um we had 10% growth every year it was amazing how tourism uh, was growing huh? so but we also saw a lot of destabilization elements like look at like cities like barcelona people were complaining about the uh, the big impact that tourism has uh, on on their living standards and the inhabitants of, of cities uh, look at um, water shortages um, look at energy um, costs um, and uh, so we had a lot of challenges but it was still a growth market mm. then corona came and it was everything was on hold and um, that's where people got the chance to reflect i mean everyone uh, going through corona had a chance to reflect and because it was a quieter time and and sometimes people when i talk to them i had this question for example in my mind um, what did change by corona and i for example did a bike tour from south germany to north germany um, and to talk to people i talked to 50 um, tourism um, people and i asked them what what is happening here and I said, look, we realized that Corona was a kind of lens that that real uh, that made us realize that the challenges were there before, but Corona enforced the challenges because mm-hmm. either it was down or it was totally up. We had a three months window, for example, in Germany where, where tourism was up again, and then everyone wanted to do something, and many people realized that that this is a challenge islands like Sylt in Germany, the inhabitants realized how nice the island is without the tourists. Huh? Yeah. Um, it's a strange, but in a way, and then they realized we want to have part of it always in our mm. life. So there was a kind of re- reflection time. Now after Corona, I mean, we are not over it, but partly, yeah, mm. probably we're back to normal. Um, it's, a, it's, it's a strange time because we see that many are suffering 
many small uh, SMEs uh, are suffering because of the energy crisis again, uh, mm. because of the war we're having, and, uh, and because of the employee shortage. So we are having dying SMEs in the market. The ones who have done their job in the last 10 years are the successful ones coming back right now. Some people say, oh my dear, we have to focus on the financial situation right now. We cannot talk about sustainability. Mm. And the other side um, are saying, well, this is exactly the, the alarm clock we needed to think differently. So we have this both sides right now. And I realized, I realized that wherever I am, that I have these two two sides. I, these are the extreme sides. Mm -hmm. uh, the one who say, "Come on, let's not talk about that uh, right now. We we need to safeguard our business," and the other uh, talk about, "Hey, um, uh, sustainability or regenerative tourism, which is a new term that many people use, should give back something, should learn something out of that." And that's why many doors are open. And one door is especially open. That is, in the tourism world, we talk about the DMOs, the destination management organizations, or destination mm -hmm. marketing organizations, who are actually managing a destination. They were doing marketing the last 10 years, 20 years, as their business, as a normal business, like how is the marketing? But they realized that the, that the marketing needs to be replaced by management because they have so many um, tourism companies who actually create the experience in their destination. And if they are dying, they, they need to support them. So it's about change management. And that's where a lot of DMOs are moving into that direction of supporting their stakeholders, their tourism actors, because they realize marketing is nice. Mm. But if we do a nice marketing and we have no one in the destination, that's extreme, eh? no one in the destination who is actually creating that experience then we have a really a problem so it moves away and there are a lot of push in the market who, who actually favor sustainability in, in 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 these times i hope i could describe it uh, yeah. like different but do you, do you think that we have been uh good enough to take away like uh learn uh, from the the pandemic and and if you if you think about like in in other parts of business for instance like how we have learned to be digital do meetings online and not travel so much in work for instance and then we're almost back to normal and people want to do what they used to do before is it the same in in travel and tourism like the parts that you're working on or do you think that we have actually learned something? Now I have to be a psychologist yeah. to, to answer <laughs> that because, look, um, what's happening is tourism goes back to business as normal as bef than be uh, as before Corona. That's what hap what's happening in in many destinations. Um, like many destinations say, "Wow, we are back to the to the to the." to the guest numbers that we had before Corona, that's a great success. But that's the one side. They are playing the game of going back to normal. Mm. But my my feeling, and I have a double education also on psychology, is that 
I realized that below that surface, people have learned something. And whenever I do um, trainings, I can connect to that, what they learned. So I, I, I simply asked them, if Corona is here to ask us a question, what would that question be? And I leave an open discussion, for example, in the room. Mm. Many people come to the point that we need to join forces to create a future, a healthy future for us all. That's the underlying answer that people are giving to me. And if you realize that that this would that this is very natural, that this is this the corona has increased our sensitivity that something is completely wrong in the way we operate tourism mm. and the way we operate this world. And if you see that corona and um, and this war and uh, are, are really something that ask us how we want to survive on this planet and that the question and the, the tasks are getting more urgent, you see that these underlying um, questions are there. And if you open up the space for those, you can connect to that. And um, that's what I really try to do in, in, in many of our workshops. And I think this is a very good way into another topic, which is very related, uh, because as you, I also think that we have a lot of positive movements in the world at the moment. Like people are becoming more and more aware that uh, life is more than like ticking off a to-do list and uh, profit and like checking your bucket list <laughs> or whatever. So um, one of those movements uh, that you have joined lately and uh, me as well, we have seen each other in a Zoom room, <laughs> mm. is the IDGs, the Inner Development mm. Goals. Mm. Uh, so tell us about this movement and how, how, why you have chosen to spend some time on it because i think this relates to to everything that you're talking about in in tourism as well absolutely well the interesting part for me is um that um we, we i mean you know the sustainability agenda is out there for 20 30 40 years huh? um, it goes back i mean the sustainable development goals were only created in 2015 but the sustainability agenda is, is, is quite some more times mm. uh, on the market and what i see is for example looking at certifications in tourism we never came beyond five percent in the destinations we are at two three percent of certified companies on sustainability on a sustainability level huh? mm. while for example in hygiene of course we have legislation we are at close to we have to be at 100 because it's legislation quality as well by the way but in tourism we are at this two three four five percent and we are there for the last 20 years mm. so we have to be very honest on where are the challenges where are the borders where are the why do why do why can't we create a real movement and I realized in my work, uh, myself, I always had these two parts in me. One is doing my inner work, meditation, and, and creating space for myself, receiving things. So being open for, for my job, uh, my, 
my biggest purpose in this world. And I realized that this question is fundamentally important for everyone. So mm -hmm. for example, in tourism, I have the circles of influence and the circle starts with yourself, with your attitude, with, with your values. And that's when I first read about the IDGs, uh, Inner Development Goals, I said, wow, this is exactly the right movement at the right time because it always starts with yourself and it's, it starts with your attitude. And this is where it always starts into a movement. If I'm talking about tourism, I'm talking about an inner attitude, an inner value that changes, an inner shift in yourself that you realize that this is not the way forward. And if you realize that this is not the way forward, how could you, and that are my most inspiring moments, um, how could you use your business, your profession to be part of that movement? Mm. I, for example, realized uh, I, I had once one very conservative um, hotelier who was, was inviting me. He said, something you talk about, Andreas, is speaking to me, but I don't know what. I want you to visit me. So he put me in his cellar. Uh, was not a nice cellar, I have to say. <laughs> he was smoking. He was smoking quite a, quite a, quite tough, and I don't like smoking. <laughs> but um, uh, and we were talking for three hours about what I believe and, and, and what role he can play. And he was challenging me. Was hard asking hard question. And after this three hours, he said, "You convinced me. You inspired me." Wow. Let's do everything I can to be part of that. And from there, we moved into a lot of things. We involved his employees. We did energy audits. He's now one of the best ambassadors. He became the, uh, the vice president of a hotel association in, in his country there. And he's pushing that along. And, I'm, and that's where I always believe it's a face-to-face -face moment mm. where we can talk honestly like we do now about our feelings our purpose our our, our sense of being and mm. if we do that very openly many people connect to that and and from there it starts so this was a long short uh, long story about why i love the idgs and um why i joined now this movement because i i think they are doing a fantastic job on 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 really balancing the sustainability agenda, which is mm. topic-driven. I mm. always say brain-driven. Yes. Uh, uh, and uh, energy and um, purchasing policies and um, with the heart um, uh, uh, energy, and, and that's the IDG. It's like the purpose, the, the way of being. How can we create and hold space um, together to develop in the right direction? Mm. Yes, I agree. So. Uh about both connecting and also sharing um, like our thoughts, our fears perhaps, and everything around how the, the world is developing, but also within tourism specifically. You have this, you have launched this magazine mm. uh, under Tourism, mm. and that is gold and, and mm. totally free, isn't it? Uh, yes, so everybody totally and so so thank you <laughs> that is a lot of great information mm. uh, so could you tell us about that and and also who do you hope to reach with with this uh, magazine well it's often in my life that things come to me like this ngo that came to me or tourism came to me 
in this summer, um, I had a chat with an Indian lady called Pooja, who is actually doing the stories right now. And we had a chat. Uh, it's a young, powerful lady that um, really I connected to. She said, well, I, I want to be part of that change and I, I, let's do something. What can we do? Mm. And we were talking for three, four, five hours and uh, the time ran by. And at the end of that, we said, we need to create a space. We need to listen to the voices in the tourism industry that are often not heard. Mm. Sometimes we listen to the big voices like um, like the big corporations, but often change happens at the at the outer space, no? at the at the wider, <laughs> like really at the periphery. Mm. And we said, let's give voice to the people in the world that change the tourism for the better with with their hard mission and we said is it easy or hard to find those but it's it's not so hard you look at, at those and you look at the world and you, you you see if you find some people they are connected to other people so we said okay we want to create um, a free magazine for all the people that that change the world for the better and we try to give them the floor and we uh, want to have their stories and and uh, before Christmas, we had the first meeting with this, the first um, 14 changemaker, the first protagonists of that first three magazines. And it was so fantastic to that each of one listened to the story of, of the other, hmm. connecting to that, supporting. And, and that in itself was already a <laughs> big yeah, gaining for us yeah. and, and something that made us very proud and happy and very inspired. But what is the magazine for? The magazine is the, the vision of that magazine is to create the inner circle of change makers and give them the the visibility and power and have a, a network like a nucleus of people that support each other to create that. Because people also like me feel sometimes lonely because. Mm. We feel like, wow, are we doing the only one doing that job? Are we doing the only ones believing in that? You might know that feeling <laughs> at some point. And so there we create a space of community. And the outer space is all the people that we could inspire with that movement and say, well, there are stories like um, the homestay stories, which is the same, by the way, in Africa, if you read the stories, and Nepal, that they involve local people to create homestays along, for example, a track, the Kokoda track, for example, also as well, where they involve local people. And, um, or Shireen in Mauritius with her story to create Maiden Morris, like with, with a local network, 10 years of her heart was going into that. So there are great stories of people that that are changing the world. And we didn't want to have theory inside of that magazine. We want mm -hmm. to talk to people that have done things, that believe in things and have done things. And so the wider audience of that is, once we are getting to that point right now, we are launching the fourth magazine and mm -hmm. it's a lot of work behind the scenes and, yeah. and it's for free. It's like, it's our contribution um, to a better world. We always have this mixture of professional work where we, of course, get money. and But some of the things you, you just do because you believe in things, mm -hmm. like founding an NGO, like doing a podcast like you. I mean, there are so many people that do things. And this is the vision of that tourism magazine, to have a wider 
audience listening to that. And we are creating seminars, hopefully, around that um, to listen to that people, maybe podcasts, whatever. Mm. I mean, we are we are very open. And once we started that in, in last summer, we both and we all realized there is so much more in it. But let's start with collecting the people. And we don't know where it leads us. But if the, if the seed is good in something you are doing, it must ripple off. Yeah. It must. So we are strongly believing that we're creating a community and we don't know where the path is leading, but we are asking the people in that community, what do you need? We want to serve you. What do you need? You get visibility from us, from us. you get this uh, connection from us. We meet once every two, three months to, to come together, but we don't know where we're going. But for sure, you will hear about that magazine and the tourism yeah. community much more in the future. I'm so happy about it because uh, it's it's also for, for me reading it as a, a more a, a, tra- a traveler is getting mm. these uh, the stories and inspiration about everything that <laughs> that actually exists out there. So mm. yeah, I will of course share it in the in the show notes so that people can find it. Fantastic. Um, and one of the like the the biggest outcomes that I want to to get from this podcast is uh, like for myself and for mm-hmm. everybody else wondering about the same things uh, a better understanding about how I I as a like a person or a, an individual can and who wants to be be a global citizen and wants to learn from other cultures and people. How can I do that in the best possible way? Because it involves travel. So I have been among the ones that have gone from traveling a lot in my childhood and as a grown-up, like both for work and for for holidays, loved to travel, but then almost stopped completely because I had such a bad conscience about my climate footprint. So, and today I I'm a bit like it's... I think I feel it's it's a bit difficult for people to to know where to start, what to prioritize, and what to focus on the most. So, do you have any <laughs> like <laughs> great solutions for me? Let's say I'm planning my my next summer holiday with my family. Where do I start? What do I think about? Mm. Well, this is a really hard question also for myself. Yes. Huh? Yeah. Um, I also have this uh, big challenge uh, and um, right now joined, for example, the Common Goods Movement to do a report about my company, about all the good things I'm doing and how this balances to all the bad things because of flights. Uh, I'm doing less flights now and compensating, of course. But what is a good way as a company? But you're talking about the traveler side. Huh? How can you mm. be a good traveler? Yeah. And... Um, First, I really think it's very important to understand the values of the people you're visiting um, and really try, if you are going for a holiday, try to look behind the scenes, try to find information and maybe call them or um, you find normally good networks of um, of like really um, websites that are pushing like eco b and b airbnb for eco b and b is one one good of that platforms try to look for 
the the people and 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 not the the certifications often are, are lying partly i have to say sometimes mm. they are good and and i see that in line but sometimes i see a certification as greenwashing and the people yeah. are is still not in that way so try to get a human touch about who do you visit because it's basically a face-to-face business and once you are there um, really try to connect to all the people i had mm. so beautiful chats to housekeeping um, a woman or man like for example last time i visited them like there was a lady from iraq and explaining me that she came here and that she was not treated very well but in this hotel she was treated very well so we we can use tourism really to have a face to face meeting with people mm. and have a respectful um arrangement with everyone regarding the flights i'm waiting for the next technology i yeah. mean you know that there are hydrogen powered um, um, airplanes coming up right now and uh, i think there will be a technology coming right now the only solution that we have is compensation and do uh, do look for a good um, company that's uh, compensating your your flights on that mm-hmm. if you're doing your flights i for example really used corona also to explore my country a lot i was often going away but i realized how beautiful it is in in europe i did a beautiful train ride from north uh, finland to madrid uh, uh, with a train and it was a very fantastic experience for me so i'm i'm moving away to use different modes of transportation mm. i'm also going in the direction of um using the transport as part of my uh of part of my holiday often we say there is a you know transportation and we fly there but if you go there with a train or you find a good way with a a bike or whatever that's also another um, aspect of the new travel so we have different aspects here um but um i think i cannot say more than that and Mm. i have the same challenge in a way yeah but um, be really careful of, of the people because mm. the people is like with, with, with how you buy your products. The people you're supporting with the way you choose your travel, that ripples off. These values of those people ripple off. And of course, I have a chance to meet a lot of good hoteliers and destinations where I'm, I'm, I'm sure that's, that's fantastic. Um, but um, I also see a lot of challenges still between destination management and, and and hotels often i see good hotels in the destination but the destination management is different so i think i cannot give the best answer to that but i hope i gave you some flavor yeah, you did. the way uh, i choose that so so last question then um you all already mentioned um like uh, flying and hopefully new new fuel types coming uh, soon but do you see any other like game changers in the horizon when it comes to travel and tourism something that you see that okay when this happens it will just change the way that we look at travel and uh, or or do travel do you, do, you, do you have any thoughts about that what could well, the only thought I have is uh, what I'm often thinking about is we lose so much of that 
for example, tourism or values or authenticity through the digital world. Mm. So when we book through the, any of the big OTAs, online travel agencies, we lose that a lot. So my hope, my, my, my hope for a game changer is that we have a chance, and I'm sure it will come up soon, that we have a chance to to dive into the the values, the authenticity, authenticity of a destination or um, of of the people who are serving uh, um, us mm. through a digital through through an advanced digital system where we can maybe talk to them virtually, where we can um, uh, we have sometimes this three hundred sixty degrees where you can really go around that destination, yeah. and I'm 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 often dreaming of a of a booking system that can transport that um, that authenticity, that values. And I'm pretty sure this will be a, a game changer because then you might realize like the, the same as you, you're going for your favorite shop. Like you, 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 you want to, you have a bio product shop in your destination. For example, here I have a, uh, an old farmhouse where I often like to go and I have a connection to that people. Mm. And because I visit them, um, I'm there. And I'm pretty sure like we are now connecting here and I uh, have the feeling where we can sit in the same room and I'm pretty sure there will be digital systems coming mm. up that support that kind of um, face-to-face, human-to-human connection uh, on a, in a digital way. And if that happens, I'm pretty sure it will be a game changer because then yeah. people have a chance to really explore who I, do I support? Who do I choose? Absolutely. You know, I was uh, I was testing my my kids got this uh, VR headsets or what do you call it mm. Oculus uh, this Christmas Christmas and so I was actually going up. Uh, Matterhorn, the mountain, uh, mm, a few beautiful. weeks ago, <laughs> mm. and I wasn't actually, but I was there, mm. and it's so fascinating. So if you can use that and and use mm-hmm. that technology to to mm-hmm. talk to people, to visit mm-hmm. a hotel and mm-hmm. see it beforehand, and get to know people. Good point. Yeah, that would be Good really point. fantastic. I think it will happen. Yeah, don't you think so? Yes, absolutely. If you if you have experienced that. Uh, it's um yeah it's it's amazing yeah i've been there down the mud on it was uh, oh, with you my have? parents with my ah. parents my, my, it was interesting uh, my, my father always wanted to take a train through the alps so our present to him as he turned uh, 70 was uh, to to take that train and we ended up in in Zermatt and we were hiking uh, below the Matterhorn. that was my present to my my father and my parents wow. and, uh, it was amazing experience yeah so, what a view uh, that that's, was that's a magic yes. magic mountain really amazing it was great thank you so much for your time uh I yeah, it was fantastic talking to you, and I'm sure we could have been talking for hours. <laughs> but maybe you have to come back at another time because, uh, as I said, you're a great resource uh, of uh, great information. Thanks so uh, much, and really pleasure to be here and um, talking to you about my dreams. And I'm pretty sure our dreams are connected. Yes, absolutely. But uh, last thing, where do, mm. where do you want people to interact with you or find your work? What's the best place? Well, I mean, both sides are 
are up there, Blue Contact and Tourism. And on both sides, you can uh, find my my um, connection, my my phone, my uh, my email contacts, and so basically everything is out there yeah. i need to do i need to redo the blue contact side because uh, if you're working so much you often don't i know look at that, <laughs> yeah. at that, at that <laughs> sides anymore but uh, things have changed a lot so but these two sides are very good ways of connecting yeah and you're also quite uh, active on linkedin and uh, oh please yes. yeah con- linkedin would be the best of course you're right on that yeah. um, i'm, oh, I'm publishing put everything yes you are and and very good uh, stuff so i will put everything in the show notes thank you so much much. pleasure again i'm so so happy i'm discovering all these great people working to improve our options when it comes to roaming responsibly All the answers are definitely not there yet, especially around going far and having to do it with a plane and the fuel, which is not where we wanted to be yet. But if if we, as Andrea said, put more value into the journey itself, travel slower and use the train and less polluting transportation where we can, that will help a lot. I have recently adopted the term flexi-arian, which to me means I'm doing the best that I can without choosing either all or nothing. But that's it for this one. Already looking forward to the next. Happy roaming and I will talk to you soon.